Welcome into the AU Radio Comics Corner. I think you never outgrow your love of these stories. A weekly look at new and upcoming comic book releases. I loved anything that was imaginative, that was high concept, that was a little bit bigger than life. Join us. You guys are great. Pull up a beanbag chair, settle in, and thumb through this week's issues with George and Travis. Purveyors of entertainment, we hope. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome on down to uh, issue number 32 of the Comics Corner podcast. It took everything in my power not to mess that up. I just <laughs> wanted to so bad. I, w- I wanted to be like, we don't want any. Slam the door. <laughs> well, for those of you who do want some comics this we, week. We do want some. <laughs> How you doing, Travis? Uh, pretty good. So it, uh, on 50, are we going to get that CGC? Yeah, yeah, definitely. We'll have to We'll have to have the witness get a signature series. Nice. It'll be good. But uh, speaking of books that are worth CGCing, probably in the grand scheme of things, we have uh, from the good old DC Comics, Detective Comics One Thousand. Indeed, all. It well, feels like it took a long time to get here. It, you know, it, <laughs> they were really hyping this one. Almost, almost nine hundred ninety nine issues. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe almost even eighty years. Yeah. Wow. It did seem like they they pushed this one a lot more than they did the action comics. I think they I think they know where you know their their breadwinners are. <laughs> Batman <laughs> Batman didn't appear in Detective Number One though, right? No, he didn't. It was Detective Twenty Seven. Twenty Seven. Mm-hmm. I always thought it was Twenty Three for some reason, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah so, so you know. So what was uh, what was Detective Comics about before that? Was it just like just hard boiled crime? Yeah, really. Like they, I mean, DC was doing a little bit more of that kind of stuff, like the like the weird romance kind of stuff, and Marvel was doing a lot of the monster stuff back in the day, and that's kind of like where they both got. I mean, that's why they call it Detective Comics. Like that's where they got their name originally. Yeah, but was it just like random Sam Spade guys? Yeah. solving crime. Yeah, pretty much. Probably some some fairly non politically correct stuff if we look back at it. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> no, that, that oh, stuff never no. happened. We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Song of the South, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we got Detective Comics One Thousand. It's a big old anthology that uh, has basically the best of the best uh, writers and artists that have been working on Batman for. God, I mean, a lot of the last decade or more. Um, up to and including like Jeff Johns doing a story with Kelly Jones. Nice. Uh, Tom King has a story in there. Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo have the lead story. So it's it's just a it's like everything that you know modern Batman comics. <laughs> what's the what's the cover price on this one? It's a it's almost a hundred pages. It's nine ninety nine. So it's it's basically a graphic novel in and of itself. Wow, yeah, it's pretty beasty. It is. I that cover's a, pretty cool. I took a nice close-up shot of that chubby Batman that's on the Bruce Tim cover. Yes, yes. And tweeted it out earlier. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> He's doing his best. No, he is great, because they had those whole, you know, they had the, you know, all of the eight decades that Batman has existed, they did a little homage variant cover for, and some of them were throwbacks, and some of them were kind of new original ones, and they did a good job. Yeah, and... Diamond sent us almost all of them. Almost. Which cover did you pick up? <laughs> I picked up the uh, the Dark Knight one. The Jim, Jim Lee. The the uh, the Frank Miller one. Frank Miller. Oh, nice. Frank Miller. Nice. Cool. Jen Jen's reading Detective Comics. I I haven't been reading Detective Comics, and she was like, uh, none of them really have anything to do with the story, right? <laughs> so I I picked the one that uh, uh, Dark Knight Returns is the first Batman that I ever handed to her. Ah, uh, so and the like, the nice. thing that created her undying love of Batman. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Frank. 
Uh, and then, yeah, um, also from DC out this week, another big one, uh, Heroes in Crisis number seven. Um, with only a couple of them left, they're definitely uh, barreling towards some kind of answers <laughs> to what's been going on. And uh, there's a there's a really nice cathartic, uh, you know, moment of peace between Booster Gold and Harley Quinn that I, I didn't really expect to actually get in this series. But huh. it's a uh, yeah, no, it's a uh, it's been really, really good. I can't wait to see what they're going to do with only two more issues because there's still a lot that they haven't answered. Nice. I Tom, Tom King uh, tweeted out a picture of the, the cover and then he had another picture that was uh, three action figures. It was a Harley, a booster, and then Superman in the middle. Nice. Nice. Very nicely recreating the cover, I imagine. <laughs> Is it a, a wraparound or a fold-out cover? No, it's just... No, it was just his his personal action figures. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That guy's such a nerd. I love him. Yeah. Uh, and then another oddball out from DC. We got Dial H for Hero. Did you get a chance to read that one? No, I didn't. I'll try and read it before the before the regular podcast we uh, record tomorrow, but I uh, have not gotten around to it yet. You know, I haven't been on the, the Wonder Comics uh, tip yet, but I really kind of like what I'm seeing from Superman right here. Like, that's just kind of classic soups. So Joe Canones um, does some awesome stuff. He's worked with Paul Dini on a lot because he's mm-hmm. done, like, a Black Canary and Zatanna type stuff with him. Like, a very classic kind of, a like, almost campy, but not so cheesy kind of a feel to it. Just kind of a classic, you know, kind of a kind of a thing. I'm looking yeah, forward to reading it. I like it. it. Yeah, I flipped through it, and it looks really good. Yeah. Uh, you got anything you want to throw out? Uh, there was also Martian Manhunter, four of their... Uh, 12 issue miniseries kind of kicking myself from falling behind on that one i know that one is amazing but it's so hard for me to read because the the words just i I can't read those martian words i guess well you know (laughs) go go get on that duolingo (laughs) you you believe in mars (laughs) (laughs) i've been doing that joke all day (laughs) good stuff i didn't (laughs) i didn't actually read any dc this week (laughs) I was I was really lame. That's all right. Well, uh, we can move on from DC. Um, I uh, we got a little double shot. We've been get, I think every single time this fi- these five issue miniseries have come out, they come out on the same day. Um, but the Hellboy and the BPRD nineteen fifty six, which is wrapping up Hellboy's time in Mexico. Yes, and it uh, it actually has some of that connective tissue that that they love to throw in there so much because you never see Hellboy kind of getting whisked back away from Hellboy from his drunken blur hanging out with the luchadors and stuff. Uh, <laughs> you see, he actually uh, gets uh, cast in a movie to play a devil. Huh. During his drunken blur, I love everything that's happening. So yeah, it's a it's a nice little it's a nice little story. I mean, the Hellboy stuff has gone on has definitely been a little lighthearted because he's just been a drunken mess. Um, and then there's some crazy, crazy like machinations going on with like the Russian government and Broom keeping secrets from everybody and all this kind of crazy dark stuff. Nice. It's been a really good series. Um, and then the other one that's been paired with it the whole time has been the Crimson Lotus, uh, the the Lobster Johnson miniseries. It's uh, Crimson Lotus being uh, Lobster Johnson's greatest villain, and uh, we get a little bit more backstory on her, and I am looking forward to catching up with this one. I like I, I like it's uh, Michelle Madsen is there, but for some reason I read it Mads Mickelson. I'm like, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's try, not right. He was trying something new. Yeah. I mean, that, look at that guy branch out. <laughs> <laughs> Multi-talented. But uh, yeah, that was my Dark Horse batch for the week. 
Dark Horse. Uh, yeah, they also put out the third issue or the fifth issue of the uh, Alien Three. Oh, the, oh man, I totally forgot to pick that one up. And uh, Black Hammer number nine. Very nice. I was pretty bummed that I ran out of steam before I got to that one. I. Man, I'm jealous that you caught up on that one because that's one that I I know I'm going to love when I get around to reading it. I, every single bit of it that I've read so far has just been awesome. Just yeah, the, just when you they they start to figure things out, it just gets pulled out from underneath them. Did you hear about the uh, Black Hammer Justice League crossover? I did. <laughs> I did not. Go on. Yeah, that's it's a thing. Yeah. I don't oh, recall. That's it. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I, I haven't seen it solicit, uh, solicited yet, but I, I've seen some tweets. Uh, there's a cover already. <laughs> oh, wow. So it's in the, in, in the pipeline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. cool. It's being done. I was I didn't know what to think right when I heard that they were doing that, but I mean, I, I can't imagine that Jeff Lemire would give the go-ahead on that unless he was pretty confident it was going to be good yeah and he did the cover on it yeah he did he's he's probably going to be the one that i mean writes it i would imagine i can't imagine him letting that go to somebody else yeah it was it was interesting to see uh like superman drawn by (laughs) yeah that's dope yeah i'm I'm into that but yeah speaking of drawn yeah this cover we uh we had the start of sabrina the teenage witch from the Archie Forever line. Not to be confused with the chilling adventures of Sabrina. <laughs> correct, correct. This, this is, is Sabrina in the standard uh, Riverdale, Greendale universe. Yes, yes. Not the crazy, spooky, uh, surreal horror story that is being told in the other comic. This is uh, this is actually one that, I mean, for all intents and purposes, I'm going to guess this is going to be, okay, teen. So, you know, young adult kind of a thing. Definitely it, a little bit of a lighthearted start for a new Sabrina run. It had some stuff going on, but it, it didn't get uh, too bad. It was... Uh, oh, did you read it? Yeah, I read it last night. Awesome. It's one of the, one of the ones I wanted to make sure to, to get to. Uh, the it, the art's great. Uh, the story. I I haven't seen any of the new show, but uh, they don't. Well, the show the show was based on the the Chilling Adventures, Sabrina from oh, the Archie oh, yeah, Horror line. That's right. Yeah. So it's a it's separate. This is more in the. I'm probably not in the vein of the. Yeah, you know, Clarissa, the teenage witch that we had. <laughs> but it's uh, yeah, it's it's like a you know teenage situations. You know, she's yeah. starting school. She's promising herself that I'm not going to do any spells. Dr- drinking out of cups. Drinking being out of a cups. witch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah. But yeah, she uh, go, goes through her day trying not to uh, do spells, but you know, ends up doing four by phys ed <laughs> <laughs> well was lunch <laughs> i'm looking forward to reading that one me too uh hopping over to idw we got a couple of fun ones um we got the director's cut of the rick and morty versus dungeons and dragons comic with the classic red box cover the big old dragon on the cover and morty freaking out rick drinking such, out of his flask such a good cover <laughs> such a good cover um i and, don't i don't know that i'll in <laughs> Uh, five bucks to invest in a comic I already own. <laughs> That's fair. But, you, but at the same time, I really want that cover. 
So they do a weird thing throughout this one. They do a, a bit of it just with the inked lines, a little bit in color, like the final product. And then another piece of it is just the, the penciled um, the penciled lines. And so it's kind of a bit of a process thing where you get to see, you know, you pull back the curtain a little bit and see some of the uh, process. And then also a bunch of character sketches by Troy Little, a couple of the variant covers, and then even a little uh, interview with uh, the guys that created it. Which were? Uh, Patrick Rothfuss and Jim Zeb. <laughs> and Troy Little. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Rick and Morty 48 also came out. Ooh, nice, nice. Which, man, that series has just been plugging along. They must, I mean, at this point, it's been like four or five years. Yeah. But good well, for those guys. They're inching up on their CDC. Uh, yeah, issue. there you go. Nice. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, Glow number one came yes! out, which is based on the Netflix show. Uh, really looking forward to reading this. I couldn't quite tell just from flipping through it if they were kind of just riffing off of the show itself or if they were telling a little bit of an original story. It seems like there might actually be uh, like a like a like an enemy like wrestling like, uh, like collective a, like, kind of a thing. That's like coming a, to, rival, uh, yeah. a rival. Yeah, a rival. Now I lost the word. <laughs> I had it. <laughs> Bacon cheeseburger. Yes, a rival bake. So uh, yes, a rival uh, wrestling troop promotion. Pro- okay, there you promotion go. Promotion is the word. Gotcha. There we go. <laughs> so yeah, we'll, we'll Glad see. I can help you get there. <laughs> we'll have to. You we'll, threw a big cheeseburger shaped pothole in the road. What are you talking about? Helped. <laughs> so yeah, we'll have to check back in about this one when we get a little further in and see what this one's going to be about because the show is amazing. And well, they've even got Crazy Wolf Girl. They do. So she happy. was on the variant cover. Oh yeah, he showed me the variant cover. I actually, I actually wanted to go with this one because that's just the whole cast. Yeah, that Allison Brie drawing just wonderful. Yep. <laughs> Did you ever watch the show? I haven't. I've been bugging you, people you about kept it, telling me to, but I haven't done it yet. Yeah. Like so many things you've told me to do. <laughs> like, hey, read this, watch this, look at that. And he was like, "Whoa." Riff tracks. <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna sit on my couch, do nothing. Yeah, you could do that while watching the things we told you to watch. <laughs> you can accomplish both things at once. It's literally what we do. <laughs> hey, speaking of uh, you know that sort of thing, uh-huh. uh, Scout Comics had a comic called Star Bastard come out this week. <laughs> Oh, is that Scout? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Which just sounds like something you wrote. <laughs> <laughs> the concept is wonderful, too. It, uh, I, 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 it came in, and I saw it, and I was like, oh, yeah, I, I ordered this forever ago. <laughs> and so I, I marched one over to Katie, who uh, flipped through it, and, and then she brought it back. And we both agreed that, oh, wow, this is Star-Lord, if he was even more of a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect blue collar Peter. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it was it was quite the read. What else you read? Uh, I read Sharky the Bounty Hunter. Nice. Uh, from from Image, it's a. Uh, you throw I, up? I, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I I really like this this comic. Uh, it it definitely has that uh, that old school like dread rules kind of oh cool back when like beasley and those guys were were heavy in the book yeah all that painted 
goofy looking aliens and Simone Bianchi definitely can channel that kind of a that 2080 kind of vibe what's funny is I dude I totally like boycotted the first one because I was like nope this is dumb and now I'm looking at the cover of the second one like ah, why I need to read that it looks so good <laughs> he rides around space in a in an ice cream truck that he calls the snow cone <laughs> It's. It was the first time the first when the first issue dropped. Somebody described it as a space dog, the bounty hunter, and it turned me off so completely. Uh, I would. I don't know. I would. I would say it was maybe more like Lobo if you didn't try so hard. So that's what I'm getting from this. Yeah. So all right, I'm gonna check it out. And speaking of ice cream trucks, we had a new issue of Ice Cream Man. <laughs> so this one as you can see on the cover it's a it's a little bit of a tv kind of a thing uh you know the main character of this one is trapped in reality tv in which uh it's uh features such shows as uh mannequin house uh america's got intestines <laughs> and wealthy family of zombies it really just looks like if Luke was stuck in the Truman Show as a horror movie. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> That's what that looked like to me. And how can that be bad? <laughs> I don't know, but that guy just kind of looks like Luke to me. He does a bit, yeah. So anyways, that, that happened. <laughs> uh, a few more from Image. Uh, we got uh, Hardcore, number four, which has, I, I have been enjoying quite a bit. Um with which is the uh, the kind of uh, combination of like you know sleeper agent crossed with Ready Player One kind of a thing where they can infect somebody's biology with the ability to take over uh, their person and go do assassins and do assassinations and stuff. Yeah, it sounds really cool. So yeah, that's so, someday I'm going to make it through my to do to read list. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'll do that one. It's literally not possible for any one person to like to read everything. We 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 no. do what we can. There's just <laughs> there is not enough time. Uh, we, a wonderful new addition to the Maneaters comic book, number seven, just I came out this week. I love that cover and the variant on this one. Yes. Yes, indeed. Um, They're all so colorful. They are. And Jen was, uh, she read it. Good. I'm super behind. But uh, she, she read it, and then she came out, and she was showing me uh, <laughs> some stuff in it, but she was, like, covering up. Pages. So like, there was. You can't, she you can't see this, but she look gave at this you over a, here. a spoiler-free look at the art. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's some really, really weird, gross stuff in this one. <laughs> the uh, the team uh, drew themselves into it, into this one. Oh, awesome! So you get a, a, ch- a cane in there. Good old Chelsea. Yeah, and at the end, there's a great little poem by this uh, 14-year-old girl. Good. Very cool. Looking forward to it. <laughs> and then we also got a number, I think it's also number seven, of Isola. It is. 15914. 15914. Uh, the out, joke that won't die. Outcast 40 came out. Woohoo. Very nice. I heard, uh, oh no, wait, that, I was thinking of something else. Never mind. <laughs> oh, the Wicked in the Mind? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, there was something else that was uh, wrapping up too, wasn't it? I'm not thinking to think of, but mm. you might be right. I might be just crazy or something <laughs> it's possible it's quite possible uh we had another issue of realm oh nice I, gotta, Ooh, I yes. need to get caught up on that one so bad God, i love realm dude me too uh another good one that i read was from uh 
Another one that I forgot that I had ordered in uh, from a publisher that I don't remember ever hearing about. Oh, we were talking about uh, this this morning. Impact Theory put out a comic called uh, Neon Future. Hey, there's a there's a funny note about that. Apparently, the guy that writes that will retweet anybody that tweets him about that comic book. Oh, really? Yeah. So we should uh, we should do that. Get that, uh, on it, uh, Jim Kruger. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Neon Future. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 Nice. That was a pretty cool comic too. Uh, uh, super colorful. It seemed like there was a lot of people involved with it. Okay. Uh, what's it? Uh, what's it about? So it's it's kind of uh, it's set in like thirty years in the future. People are starting to augment themselves, uh, kind of ghost in the shell kind of thing, and and they get to the point where all the automations are starting to push people out of jobs. Okay. Okay. So the the non augmented people are not happy with that, so they start outlawing augmentations and. And so you have groups that are hunting them down and arresting them. And and the resistance is called Neon Future. Cool. And uh, they happen upon the, the, the head guy that's uh, hunting them down after he gets in a car accident hmm. and do things. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, things ensue. We'll have to keep bringing ensue. that in. That sounds cool. Yeah, I was really liking it. Uh, I think... Uh, uh, Jen read it. Uh, I think she's going to do a review for it for the Sirens. Awesome. Still a terrible publisher name. Impact Theory? Yeah. It's just, <laughs> well, I think Try they did harder. it primarily <laughs> so they'd have a, a really cool little logo for their... Yeah. <laughs> it looks like yeah. a cool book. The comic looks great. And I, maybe they'll put out an awesome, you know... Corn was a stupid name for a band, but you know, yeah. <laughs> but we we got over it. Yeah. Uh, what else did uh... Uh, that was actually the end of my stack for the week? Oh, uh, boom! Uh, yeah, you talked about Coda Bone Parish. Uh, no, we didn't. No, actually, we didn't. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. You Those just, two things came out. I guess I was to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Coda number ten and uh, Bone Parish number eight came out. Nice. And again, I was super sad that I that I didn't get around to reading Bone Parish because I've been really liking it. And things are just getting crazy in there. Everybody's wanting their finger in the pie and voodoo drug lords. Yeah, and they're. Uh, are you caught up on it at all? No, I haven't even oh, started. Man. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so a, a couple issues back. Mm-hmm. Uh, not spoiler for anybody that's trying to read it this week, but uh, the cartel that wants to take over their business tried their hand at making the drug. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think and, you brought this up. And it went all Cronenberg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so glad that's what you used to describe it because that's exactly <laughs> what it was. I was uh, actually going to interject that if you didn't. So perfect. Good job. Yeah. It was yeah, it was gross. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, what else did we have? Uh, Daredevil number three came out. Uh, Ironheart number four, and a new series of Rising with uh, Squirrel Girl and Miss Marvel. And oh, cool, nice Captain Marvel. Very cool. Yeah, not sure if they're actually going to get. The, did they ever get their show going? I know that at one point they were going to do a show. Oh, they were, weren't they? I don't. And they put out like six, like, couple minute 
episodes or something. Yeah, I don't think it ever got off the ground, really. Hmm. I watched them. I, I thought they were really good. Well, I'm sure they were. I just okay. I don't think it yeah. caught traction. That's dumb. Although it's funny uh, because I was in this... Uh, I was in this Reddit debate last night, which I find myself getting into more and more. But I was, oddly enough, on the Hellboy thread uh, talking it. And there was all these people bitching about, you know, it's not the Toro. It's not, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And this guy, this one guy went, I don't know, man, with uh, with Captain Marvel and Avengers Endgame, like, I just don't think I'll go out to the theater to see this movie. And somebody's like, Captain Marvel has been out for like two weeks. Like, why haven't you seen it yet? And he was like, no, it's not out yet. It doesn't come out till next month. And they're like, no, dude, it's out. And he goes, no, I mean Shazam. So <laughs> still, many, still calling so him Captain Marvel. Oh, my God. <laughs> for some reason, mistake those two. Uh, Black Crown had a cool one out this week. It's called uh, Femme Magnifique. Oh, that did look really cool. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's ten stories of uh, in uh, like uh, inspirational, like important women throughout history. Cool. And they're gonna do, I, I believe, like two issues. That's a Black Crown. Yeah, dope. So they had that one out, and then uh, uh, Punk's Not Dead. London Calling number two came out. Sweet. Uh, there was a really cool trade that came out that I am most likely going to get. Uh, the Yokai Storyland. Yeah. Did, did you see <laughs> I that? I saw that, there? yeah. Oh, that looks so cool. Uh, it's like a bunch of background history on Yokai, and it has old, the old uh, uh, paintings and stories of them. That's so cool. Nice. Yokai, for those of you at home, is. Is uh like the the Japanese spirits there you not go. necessarily <laughs> good or evil? They just are. Just just if somebody was not versed, I wanted no. to make sure we got it. Yeah, out there. I guess <laughs> some people might be somewhat familiar with them, but it, it were their parents, and they hear yeah. yokai and just think of the cat with of, the watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> same same thing. Sure, sure. Why not? Uh, we had a, a, a YA uh, comic came out, uh, uh, Danielle Page's uh, Mira the Tidebreaker mm-hmm. came cool. out, which is a pretty cool little book. They're doing a series of them. Uh, did you did you uh, take a look at the one, uh, Guantanamo Boy? Oh, yeah. I was, I was going to mention that one, too, uh, about uh, Mohammed El... Uh, I'm going to butcher his name. I'm sorry. El... Uh, Gunari. People don't listen to us to hear the names pronounced right. Yeah, and <laughs> and I'm reading my handwriting, so it's oh dear God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who was a, a 14 year old uh, kid that got uh, sent to Guantanamo after 9 11 when they started like rounding up random people and yeah, ah, you look guilty. That's horrible. Yeah, yeah. Um. Got a got a list of some stuff coming out next week. Yeah, I was I was, I was hoping I heard you right that you you wrote down. down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I did do that thing. Uh, I'm gonna do a little hop skipping and jumping over here. Um, we got uh, a new Amazing Spider-Man uh, number 18, and it's part of the the Hunted. Um, we have Betty and Veronica, the miniseries, uh, 
also kind of in the same vein as this uh, Sabrina same, one that we same just came universe. Out. Yep. That one's in the same one. Uh, and it's number four of five, so only one left after that. Um, the Black Hammer 45 series, second issue of that's coming out. And then also the same, uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider Destroys Marvel History, number two, also comes out. <laughs> uh, I like succinct titles. <laughs> uh, for you, Travis, the curse word spring ex- uh, spectacular comes out. Oh, yes. Uh, Die number five, which has a wonderful variant cover by David Mack. Uh, the Dreaming number eight from some of the Sandman stuff. Um, Female Furies number three from DC. Uh, the Green Lantern number six. Uh, Harley Quinn number 60. It uh, looks like there's a new Jim Henson storyteller series called The Sirens. Yeah, I think the Labyrinth is wrapping their storyline up, so okay. you, know, you got to start a couple more up. Makes sense. Uh, the Lodger number four, that Dave LaFam comic coming out from Black Crown. Um, a new, a couple new ones for Marvel again. Uh, Marvel Team-Up is starting back up, which I think it's going to start with Ms. Marvel and uh, Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Hmm. So that should be fun. Cool. Uh, and then the the cringeworthy mention of the week, or not, depending on who you like, but Major X number one. I don't even know what the deal is with that. Uh, I mean, it just sounds like the most cheesy 90s character that Rob Liefeld forgot that he tried to create and then is like, oh, wait, no, hey, there's that one thing that I decided is here's, now is the right time to come here's out Here's the with. thing I found in my drawer. Yeah. Here, put it out. Anyways, everybody knows that we love Rob Liefeld here. I... I need to look at it and see if it has anything to do with that Agent X that they did forever ago. Oh, yeah. it could be. But he had, he developed like a a weird issue where he couldn't stop eating. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Moving right along. We got a Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. We got a monster-sized special. So that should be uh, worth taking a look at. Yes. First, I think that's the first new thing from them in a little while. Like three years. Oh, my God. Uh, Rocco's Modern Afterlife, start oh, of a new miniseries. No. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, and it looks like like they're like frog neighbors or just like zombies outside of their house. Dude, and they're just going to stronghold. A wallaby zombie tale is yeah. what this world needs. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so that's exciting. Uh, Savage Sword of Conan, number three. Um, Sector, sorry, Section Zero? Sector Zero, number one from Image Comics. Um, I'll have to look into that because I wasn't sure what that one was, but I figured it would be worth a shout out. Uh, Self-made number five, one that I've been loving a lot. Uh, Spider-Gwen Ghost Spider number seven. Uh, and then a big one for Marvel next week, uh, War of the Realms starts up. And so I can't wait. I'm actually going to read it. I'm going <laughs> to totally read that one and see how it is. They have Russell Dutterman on the artwork and I think Jerry Dugan's writing it. I think whoever is writing it is good and whoever's on the art is awesome. I'm sure it's going to be great. I'm just not looking forward to trying to uh, jam all those hundreds of different titles on the, on the shelf. So I'm going to, I'll play the guy that's only, you know, ignoring everything else and only reading the main title just to kind of like see if it just is completely like scattered or if it actually has some cohesion to it. But yeah, we'll have to report on that. Oh, and then on a side note, uh, if you happen to be a customer here in our store, we have a big restock of the current run of Umbrella Academy Hotel Oblivion coming back in next week. Dope. Oh, okay, yeah. Is that why you were asking me if I saw the invoice? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, we don't have the trades yet. We cannot get our hands back on those collected editions of Volumes 1 and 2, but we have the single issues from Volume 3. Dude, I've got so many angry, like, why don't you have it? I'm like, ah, because it's on TV. Right. (laughs) Nobody has it. Every I've been preaching this comic for ten damn years. Thanks, Netflix. <laughs> Nobody listens to me. 
So what, uh, what you got something for us here, Corey? I do. Uh, for our uh, deep dive today, our, our, uh, I like to call it Spotlight on One You Might Have Missed. Um, this is a limited series uh, created in 2007 for Image Comics called The Sword. Uh, it was by the Luna Brothers. Uh, it ran for 24 issues, and each story arc took the helm of, a, of an element. So there was fire, water, earth, and air. Um, it was a fantasy story set in the modern day about Dara Brighton. Um, and she was a paraplegic college student who, uh, you know, was going along until these strangers knock on her door looking for this sword. And then they kill her dad and her mom and her sister. And she's left alone in a burning house. Yep. Vengeance ensues. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I was drawn to this comic initially because I was on a big Kill Bill kick. Okay. And, yep. it, <laughs> and it doesn't play like Kill Bill at all, but I was just like, oh, vengeance girl with a sword. I'm going to check this out. And it's amazing. Like, it is so well written. Now, you've you've read this, right? I love it. Yeah. Do you want to chime in at all? So... Yeah, I mean, without getting into the nitty gritty of the plot, um, you get into a little bit of like some some family history and why, you know, these random like crazy elemental powered people come and decide to just attack and kill the main character's family and some of the history involved and all this stuff. And you get to you get to see that there's this crazy old mythology that kind of goes back to like the building blocks of our modern civilization. And that and that tie in just. Oh, it just grabs you. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's so good. So, yeah, it's it's an amazingly well-told, amazingly drawn short run. Um, it's four trades or one big hardcover if you decide you want to take the plunge. Yeah. And holy crap, is it going to be worth your while? 24 issues, absolutely worth every penny. And we've got quite a few people that come in that like the shorter, concise storylines. Mm-hmm. And so that's one I like to recommend to them. Absolutely. Nice. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thanks, guys. Yeah. It's been fun. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to AU Radio Comics Corner. Music is provided by Cubby and Bensound.com. Views expressed do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Adventures Underground. AU Radio Podcast is a production of Adventures Underground. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved. show follow us on twitter at au underscore radio facebook at au radio podcast instagram at au dot radio or you can email the show at podcast at adv you can also support this show and all the shows on au radio by becoming a patron of the au radio network find us on patreon as au radio at adventures underground you can help us create this podcast and soon several others with as little as a dollar a month thanks for listening